Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday to everyone, and welcome to episode 277 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is still a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm, though I have fallen behind once again uploading podcast episodes. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some uploaded on Sunday, tomorrow. But I was able to be at least a little bit productive today. All of the winners of the various giveaways through Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals have had their have had their prizes sent to them. They're in the mail, so hopefully they will arrive to you either this or next week. And there's currently a giveaway live for members at the Army of Asgard level and above over on those platforms, Locals, Subscribestar, and Patreon. And that, of course, is Wrath of Man on Blu-ray and digital with the slip cover on. So if you have not entered in yet for that giveaway and you are one of those persons eligible, please consider joining. And please consider entering in because I'll be trying to pick a winner either this evening or tomorrow morning. But hello, everyone. Hope everyone is doing swimmingly well. Jonathan Marshall, shout out to you, good sir, for becoming a member on the channel just a little while ago at the Citizen of Asgardian level. So very happy to have you here with us. So tonight, as you can see, there are some people a little confused in the comments section already. And that is because of the phrase, CM Punk joins AEW. This is one of the other passions of my life. As you all know, of course, I I love movies. I am a huge film buff. And it is a big part of my life. But something that has actually been a part of my life for over 20 years, in fact, is professional wrestling. Interestingly enough. And I know that if you've been watching the channel for a while, you you kind of already know this. You know that I've made mention of it, either because Alex McCarthy came in to make some comment about the current state of the various wrestling programs, or I just happened to mention, especially earlier on in the channel, because really over the last year and a half or so, I essentially gave up on wrestling, on professional wrestling, especially the WWE, which I had already had issues with for a very long time because their product had become so stale and repetitive and boring and just stupid, focusing more on so-called entertainment rather than actual fun performers in the ring doing the best that they can do, having some fun in the process as well. And obviously, that is something that not everyone will share a passion with, and I will give a little bit more of my story about why the big news of the day of the weekend of not even just the year. I think that one could argue that this might be the biggest news in a decade or over a decade that has rocked the wrestling world. And it is so awesome to see essentially wrestling be great again. And obviously that is going to trigger some people who are not just uh, catching that reference, but more so I think wrestling fans who might already have thought AEW was going in that direction anyway and that they did not really need CM Punk. However, I would disagree and I will explain why a little later on. But let's say hello to some people in the chat. And again, this is your night for those who <laughs> have ever been or currently are wrestling fans. But of course, we also have 
movie talk in the title. So if you have anything as far as movie topics related, again, those are also, of course, fair game this evening. I just started the film Reminiscence on HBO Max earlier today. I'm about 10 minutes into the movie. And uh, it's interesting. I think some of the looks of the film is is pretty cool looking. The first 10 minutes visually, I'm I'm already kind of happy with what I'm seeing. But I still need to see where the plot is really going to go. Obviously, it has some pretty great solid actors in it. With the big one, of course, being Hugh Jackman. But still jury out on that one. Matthew Highland, what is going on? Good, sir. He was here first at around 6.15 or so. Uh, and it says here, actually, was that 6.15? Let me see the time. 6.42. No, sorry. Sorry, 4.42. This dude was here really early. Matthew Highland, he was here. And he says, hail chat. I'm so pumped about CM Punk being back. And then he goes on to say, free guy was all right. I enjoyed, but sadly, I'm on my way to NYC. My friend is having a play for the first time. See you all on Tuesday. Well, hey, congratulations to your friend. I'm sad that it has to be in New York City. <laughs> so, Heal, what's going on? Thank you for being here. And I strongly disagree with you, good sir. I think as far as the matches are concerned on AUW, on AUW I think that it is exactly what wrestling really needs. Because we, we have too much we have too much of the, the storyline-based, and not even storyline-based because AEW has tons of storylines going on right now. But, you know, I feel like complaining about things like high spots and the use of foreign objects, I feel like, that, <laughs> I don't know. I personally just don't get that. Like, for me, it, it's like, that's what I love. That That's what I, I live for, the high spots. I live for, you know, the, the really awesome uh, innovative moves and and just death-defying uh, feats, right? I think that having that on a regular basis is a good thing. It's better than having weeks and weeks and months and months and years of just crap trying to masquerade as wrestling when in reality it's just quote-unquote entertainment. So, yes, he'll disagree with you there, man. Snora Poopus, what's going on? I saw that you had said, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snora Poopus? He says, The bear is feeling exhausted and will be indulging in a nap. Well, enjoy your nap, good sir. JKDBuck76 has been a member on the channel for five months in a row, it says, at the Citizen of Asgardian level. Thank you very much for being here. We got Orange Hat Reviews in the chat. What's going on, good sir? We got Gonzalo Bergali in the chat. Hail to you and Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. That's three members in a row. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you smash that like button, please. It really does mean a lot. You guys are all fantastic. We are live on YouTube, Periscope, DLive, and on Odyssey as well. And remember that wherever platform and whatever platform you are on, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention, unless, of course, you are a member on the YouTube channel, because that is one of the perks of being a YouTube member. Tina B has that information right there for everyone. And yes, indeed, I fall about 20 minutes behind. Behind? Behind. I find 20. I find 20. I'm all over the place. That's just kind of, kind of, kind of the thing with me. Twenty minutes behind, always, typically, at least 10, 10 to fifteen minutes behind. But anyway, thank y'all for being here. Thirsty Warrior in the chat. What's going on? We got Andrew Hoyle in the chat. Hail to you. Waiting for Nerdrotic. What's going on, Laura? Actually, sorry, waiting for NFT. Yeah, we were incredibly late yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Gary was was boomering it all over the place. I will say it, it's it, it was kind of sad because uh, one of the computer that he had gotten uh, really to invest with and to be able to use in a high functioning way for FNT 
just blue screened him, like just like failed on him. And I know that that's incredibly frustrating. And it was not something that like he built himself or anything where he could you know tinker around with it. It was a pre-built and it just randomly stopped working. And obviously when you're when you're running a show that can get anywhere between six and eight thousand people watching. Yeah, it's, it's not good for that to happen right before the show. Um, but we got it out there and, and finally got it started and I was able to stay a little bit longer. Um, but I was there for about maybe half the show before I had to head out because my back was starting to seize up a little bit. And I do like to spend some time with the wife on a Friday evenings because family is first Thursday's warrior says, good evening to everyone. Are you enjoying some pizza? Oh, pizza almost done. Thirteenth warrior says, well, you know what I say? Enjoy that pizza, man. Pizza is life. Pizza is love. What is AEW says Laura? <laughs> I figured that there would be a lot of uh, people in the in the in the chat that typically <laughs> hang out here and are used to more of the you know pop culture movie, even just cultural con- uh, conversations, and not really the wrestling ones. And as I said, still very much uh, uh, able to have those conversations this evening as well. But putting in a little bit of wrestling talk because I do know that there are several people also that subscribe to the channel that are major wrestling fans even though I don't cover it officially on the channel as far as my official videos are concerned the live streams they have a life of their own and we love to cover a wide variety of talk topics but AW all elite wrestling is what it stands for it is the best alternative to WWE which is uh, world wrestling entertainment and it is pretty solid. I was catching up on the last couple of weeks of Dynamite and then catching up also on the first episode of their new show Rampage in uh, preparation for last night because it was it was one of those interesting things. I was able to watch actually this uh, hour long or so interview they did with CM Punk and with Tony Khan, who is the owner of AEW. And they went into a little bit of the, the behind the scenes of their, mentali- of their mentality. And what I thought really was cool about it was they did not have an official stance of secrecy or not one way or the other. Like their, their mindset was, we're not going to promote it directly. However, we're also not going to hide the fact that this is likely going to happen. <laughs> because Tony Khan made a good point saying, because we, we want it to sell out. It's one of the biggest venues that we've we've gotten <laughs> during this time, you know, to get 15,000 people in there. And one of the things that's going to sell tickets in Chicago, especially, is if you have CM Punk guaranteed to make his in-wrestling, you know, in-ring return for the first time in seven plus years after many people had kind of given up hope. You know, it's always been something over the last several years that has been the back of people's minds that people have been wanting to see. But... It wasn't really until last night when kind of everything like there were grown men with tears in their eyes and I totally get it. And I know that some people might find that silly and judgmental, but think of it as any good movie you've ever enjoyed that's brought tears to your eyes or a good show that you have stuck with for a very long time and have had characters build up over time and have had all these things happen. And and again, can bring up emotions. Wrestling is the same way. It is essentially. And I remember there was a really great video series or at least a long almost like documentary style uh, series. And I don't even think it was, maybe it wasn't even series, which was a long documentary, but it was about wrestling. And one of the best ways I think that they were able to describe what wrestling was, especially to non-wrestling fans, is that think of it as a soap opera. It it is essentially a soap opera with wrestling, uh, with, you know, characters and arcs, some of them spanning months, if not years. And so this is one that, again, spanned about, again, seven years. So this is something that has been long in the making, um, though maybe not directly in the making uh, as, as you know, a typical storyline would be told. So 
I think that that's the reason why you're seeing just so much excitement. People are finally getting back into it. People are saying, oh, I'm going to start watching this product now. And I think that is the reason why you are, why I personally think that this is something that AEW needed. You know, they have a bunch of great talent. They have a bunch of great wrestlers. And a lot of it, of course, has been from the WWE just making stupid decisions and letting contracts run out or just releasing people from their contracts to try and save money. And they're releasing some of the most talented people that, that they have. And in that process now, AEW not only has been picking up a lot of those people, he's now also been picking up, <laughs> he's now also been picking up and has picked up CM Punk. Again, the biggest name in professional wrestling today. And I think that based off of the number of views, already within less than like six hours, that video of Punk debuting had over a million views. So this is something that is very huge, not just in the wrestling world, um, not just in the current wrestling world, but a lot of people who were fans five to ten years ago are looking at this and saying, oh, this is pretty awesome. This is pretty cool. So, uh, and also, I mean... You don't have a pop like like CM Punk did last night very often. You can count on maybe one hand the amount of times that audiences have gone that nuts ever. And it, it was just, again, an amazing thing to witness and watch it live. I've watched it several times before. Even my wife was interested. I explained it to her a little bit. And so I rewatched it. And that's when I started tearing up was when I was watching it again on, on the big screen and you know, my, my wife was just kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is pretty cool. And I was just like, I know. And I just was taking it in. I don't know. There's those weird things in life that, that bring out emotions. Miss Martin Muses. What's going on, Miss Martin Muses? Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. The Craig Lee Lawrence experience. Hail to you. Thank you for being here as well. Andrew Hoyle. A little, a little bit of a uh, underdeveloped thought here when it comes to wrestling, but I see your point. He says, ah, so grown men playing slapsies. I guess. In some, in some extent, to some extent. Keck44, what is going on? Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, what's up, dude? He says, hello all, and I watched four films this weekend. Stillwater, Reminiscence, Sweet Girl, and The Green Knight. Good, but not great movie week. Yeah, interesting. I, I personally, uh, I had a mixed, <laughs> I had a very <laughs> mixed bag in my experience with The Green Knight. Part of me loved aspects of the film. There are other parts that were so weird and bizarre I didn't like, but in general, it's it's the the parts that are great are great enough to where I want to buy it to find out more about how they developed the the character of the Green Knights, how they designed the character of the Green Knights, and just find out more about the process that they had as well. And uh, from what I hear, Stillwater is actually very much kind of ripping off of a real life story and kind of again, basically it's Hollywood taking a real life story and using it to their own advantage. So I, I kind of once I found that out, I was I don't really think I want to see that. Plus, you know. Matt Damon. Not not someone that I go out of my way to see. <laughs> Let's see. Alex McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin. How's it going? CM Punk. CM Punk. That was awesome last night. SummerSlam is starting right now. Alex, how can you watch SummerSlam right now? After last night, after AEW getting CM Punk and putting on a great show as well, how can you still watch that product? How can you still watch the WWE? How can you watch the, quote, main event of John Cena versus Roman Reigns? How can John Cena versus Roman Reigns compare to anything they put even on the card after CM Punk last night? Like, just CM Punk, just CM Punk talking 
is more interesting and entertaining than anything the WWE could put on at this point, especially with all the people that they have let go at this point as well, and the people that soon will be let go as well. It's crazy. But again, Alex McCarthy does like terrible movies, so liking terrible wrestling is also not much of a stretch. <laughs> Zion Waters, what's going on? He says, have you seen the film The Court, Jester? Also, howdy. No, I have not. have not even heard of it. Is it a newer film? A later film? Let me know. And by later, I meant older. Andrew Hoyle, the whisper greeting at the beginning of every stream now does make me laugh. Andrew, and you know why, man. It's because even when I go in and check my <laughs> my computer's audio settings, it will just randomly change the volume. And so I don't want to blow anyone's ears out. So <laughs> it's like I have to be like, hello, <laughs> everybody. And then I can go louder, at least on the second word there. But... <laughs> Evan has what's up, dude? Thank you very much for being here. Z- uh, Greta Zenner, what's going on, Greta? Hail, Greta. Thank you for being here. She says, hello, Odin and everyone. Odin, hope you and the fam are doing well. We are doing quite well. We just finished, I just finished my second full week of school, uh, which is just crazy to think. We're already two weeks in. Crazy to think. Truly crazy to think. Uh, let's see, Joey Horn, what's going on, dude? He is one of uh, one of my new Patreon supporters. So again, thank you very much for your support, good sir. And uh, I, I, if you entered in, because I know you did on the giveaway for uh, members of the Patreon, subscribe star locals, and then keeper of the Bifrost level on YouTube and above, um, uh, I will heart your comment, and that will mean that you've entered in officially. So I got yours. Thank you. Alrighty, let us see. Gonzalo Bergali. Tagna said he finally got his ice cream bars. Yeah, dude. So one of the things that he also, that CM Punk did last night was he bought everyone. So again, 15,000 people or so in the arena. And he bought every single one of them an ice cream cone, an ice cream bar. That's awesome. That's so cool. And you bet I got myself a t-shirt too, man. Because if there's one wrestler where I've bought several t-shirts for them over the years, it's CM Punk. And I still have the first t-shirt I ever got. And it's a t-shirt I'm so sad just isn't really available anymore. I think you can find some versions of it on on eBay and other sites like it. But it was a WWE. It was when he was still in the WWE. And it was like a gray-based shirt with white and red letters on it. And it was just awesome. It was just a really cool shirt. And I wore it so much. It's got holes and rips in it. But it's just... I wore that thing literally to tatters. But it was great. Let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Heels' new wrestling show is is poor. Glow is a better wrestling show. Yeah, I mean, I know that uh, he's involved in the show Heels, which is a stars program, I believe. Yeah, I mean... I, I typically am not really drawn to... It's interesting. I, I'm more drawn to the live-action soap opera than the dramatized version with actual actors in it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I never really had much interest in that show in the first place. And so now that he is officially into wrestling again and, and, and is officially a part of the AEW roster, I don't have to worry about having to watch that show to get my CM Punk fix. <laughs> All right, let's see. Andrew Hoyos, a member, says, Sweaty men in their undies groping each other whenever floats your boat, I suppose. Again, that's such a gross underestimate of what is actually going on in these shows. Again, that's why you need to watch AEW, because there's so many more levels to it than that. As McCarthy says, I haven't gave up on WWE, but you're about it. 
Uh, AW has uh, that Attitude Era spirit. It does. It's got that WCW and Attitude Era WWF spirit to it. It's got a great combination of the two. And what's really cool is, is that even though they've got older wrestlers in their company, people like Sting and others, it's not being done in the same way that the WCW did. Like WCW kind of fell off the rails because they were focusing just on their older aging established talent and not really working on new talent and growing that. AEW doesn't do that. AEW has so much awesome established young talent and also has uh, older talent as well. And I think that the combination of the two and the way that it's presented works very well. Like it just works so incredibly well together. By the way, I'm so excited to read uh, comments from Tina tonight because I can only imagine what, what she's thinking about about these conversations. Speaking of that, Tina says, so Hulk Hogan isn't wrestling anymore. What about The Undertaker? <laughs> you joke. Undertaker has been wrestling, though, up until what? Was it last year? Was one of his, I think, officially his final match was last year or something? So you joke, but Undertaker only just stopped wrestling. Now, he was he was at one event a year uh, for a while, but <laughs> yeah, he was he was wrestling up until like the last year, year and a half, um, which is just again kind of amazing when you think about it. And, and Hogan will show up every now and then, but yeah, he's he's pretty much done uh, as far as his in ring stuff is is concerned. Thirsty Warrior, make wrestling great again, NWGA. Yeah, pretty much, man, pretty much. Orange Hour Reviews, the member says, Ona lost interest back in the 90s, shortly after the ladies McMahon handed their shares to Steve Austin. Never looked back since. Dude, I'd, I'd recommend checking out AEW. I'm not going to lie, dude. It is a, a pretty solid product. Now, I will say that there are a couple of things that I do have issues with when it comes to uh, some of their choices. For instance, they do have a biological man wrestling in the women's division. I have an issue with that. I have a problem with that. They, um, just like any other major corporation, you know, they typically go along with a lot of the other things. But the thing that I like about AEW, though, is that even though as a company they do a lot of that stuff, they do allow for their individual wrestlers to be their own persons. And that's something that I think is incredibly special. Because if you look over to the WWE, you know, it just, it's just, it's very corporate. It's like you're either in line with everything or or you're not. And I remember that when one of the wrestlers, you know, was almost it was like they were outed or discovered to be uh, a supporter of, of a certain <laughs> of a certain presidential candidate. Like all of a sudden their all of a sudden their uh, their name just was slowly written off television. So I, I can't say the same thing has really been the, the case when it comes to AEW at this point. Fair Sci-Fi says, I haven't watched wrestling since I was a kid, and it was the WWF. Hogan, Macho Man, Andre, Undertaker, Classic. Oh, dude, I love the classics. Absolutely. No, no, classic, old school, 90s especially, because that's what I grew up with. Again, I've been watching wrestling for over 20 years. I've been watching wrestling since I was around 10 years old, if not even younger than that. And, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll I'll try and catch up uh, and, give, and give just my own thoughts about why this is such an important moment, at least for me. Is because, you know, as I said, I've been watching since I was 10 years old. I've been watching since the wrestling that I watched wasn't even on television. Because I really wasn't allowed to watch it on television at that point in my life. But I was able to watch enough to be able to um, to find some enjoyment in it. And over time, eventually, my, my older brother was into it as well. And so we were able to watch WCW together. That we I grew up watching WCW. You know, I had not grown up watching the WWF because it was kind of the up and coming one. WCW was the one that was established, right? Uh, it was a it was a Turner product, and it was a huge deal. 
And that's when the Monday Night War started back in the 90s as well. And the WWF started to actually make some strides and eventually defeated WCW. But it was some of the best wrestling that was ever put on. It was some of the, the coolest storylines that had ever been put on, and really in both companies. But yeah, I remember going to see independent shows, or rather uh, exhibition shows featuring these wrestlers with my, with my papa and, and my uncle. You know, you know, God, God, God rest my uh, my papa. But I remember going to see uh, these matches. I remember my first wrestling T-shirt was an Austin three sixteen shirt back in the day when it was just it was the uh, it was literally the rattlesnake head with three sixteen in the middle. And I I still I can that shirt still exists. I can find that shirt. I think it's still at, at my parents' house somewhere. So. I grew up with it. I grew up with it. I grew up wrestling my brothers. You know, I have two brothers, one one older, one younger, and we, we grew up wrestling each other. We we came up with ring names. We we came up with our own ring names. I actually was very much inspired by Mick Foley because I took on that multi personality uh, concept. So I had different names for different personalities and different styles of wrestling. We, of course, had our own finishing maneuvers. We had our own title belts, um, and it, it was just so much fun to do that I mean again that was just a big part of my life growing up and then eventually of course WWF won and I continued to watch it eventually it turned into WWE and that's kind of when things started to turn downhill because eventually they went just PG era you know John Cena became a big name and that was really the beginning of the end for me because I was like okay this this is a stupid character that this is so stupid this guy can't even wrestle this guy can barely even act and and people were still you know kind of eating up especially in those early days and then over this time period when you know, just everything was just, there were some good things happening, some bad things happening. You know, Money in the Bank was pretty much the only, <laughs> the only pay-per-view I had ever looked forward to just because of the nature of it or the Royal Rumble. That, that, that was, again, that was the position I was in. Those were the only two pay-per-views that I, that I cared at all about because every other pay-per-view was just a giant letdown. Any interesting storylines were just destroyed. And then CM Punk came along. And I, I looked at this guy, CM Punk, and I was like, Hey, you know, by the time he came along, I was, you know, high school going to college. And by that time, I had established that, that, you know, myself, even before I knew who CM Punk was, I had established myself as straight edge. And once he became a part of the company and once I, I just, you know, discovered him in the company and his big character as a part of who he was individually, but also as a wrestling persona was that he was straight edge. And I was just like, okay, there's someone on television who's in the center of the ring who has so many you know, amazing qualities as a wrestler and also as a personality on the mic too. And he is straight edge. And so I found just a connection with him immediately with that. And it was from there that again, he became essentially my favorite wrestler of the modern era. And then all of the nonsense happened, uh, which eventually led to the huge match of SummerSlam um, where he beat John Cena, ran away with the title. And then unfortunately he just, Again, his character just got destroyed and uh, the life got pulled out of him. And really, when CM Punk left, when, when all that went down and when, when, when he left, that was like the ticking time bomb of, okay, eventually I'm going to have to give this up because, you know, I was watching everything. I was watching Raw for three hours. I was watching SmackDown for two hours. I was watching pay-per-views when I could. And I was just like, this is just so much stuff. And I just felt like I wasn't getting anything out of it. And... You know, really, when the pandemic hit and once they started to not have anything in front of fans, that's when I found my out, essentially. I was like, okay, I'm done. You know, it's like I wasted too much time in my life on this product that never provides, that just never delivers. You know, it's the same crap over and over and over again. And now it's in front of empty buildings and they're piping in 
crowd noise and everything that they're, they're giving into essentially uh, the shutdowns and the lockdowns and everything. And it was like, no, like this is supposed to be escapism, not a reminder of all the nonsense going on. And so I gave it up. And, and, and around that time, I had fallen in love with NXT because NXT was the only thing that they had going for it. But that really wasn't even a main WWE product. I mean, it wasn't even being run by Vince in any way. And so NXT was great. That was the only thing that was kind of keeping me going. NXT was the only reason why I kept watching it. And, and then even then, I just was like, okay, but with these crowds gone, I just I can't even watch that anymore. And around that time as well, I had just started just started watching AEW when it, when it first launched, watched it at the very beginning. Then everything hits and everything's gone, right? All the audiences are gone. And then I watched a little bit of AEW because they did the best that they could. They didn't have audiences, but they had their locker room out there cheering on, so it wasn't silent. They had it where they weren't just you know, flooding in and, and pouring in fake crowd noise like the WWE did, which was just so stupid. And that instead, of the, instead of innovating, the WWE just remained the same and just remained stagnant and then sold off a bunch of their talent. And then, then of course, that leads to last night when after seven plus years, a, you know, CM Punk arrives. And it wasn't until two weeks ago when someone, it was Jeremy Geeson Gamers actually, he said, oh, did, did you hear about what was going on here? Him and I said, did you hear about what's about to happen? Did you hear that CM Punk apparently is coming to AEW? And I was like, no, I hadn't. And I was like, okay, let me let me try watching this. Let me try, you know, getting caught up here. So I, I watched the last couple of weeks and it all led up to last night when CM Punk debuted, when the rumors that had been, you know, several times had been stated over the years finally came true. And I was just like, this is what I love. This is what I remember loving back in the 90s, going to see, going to watch with my grandfather, going to watch with my brothers, going going to watch with my uncle. Like That was what it was all about. And so the reason why CM Punk returning is so important is because it brings back the life that has been lost over the last several years for me. So it's just, yeah, CM Punk brought me back, has brought me back now as a wrestling fan. And I think he's, I think he's done that for a lot of people too. And I think that it's going to be such an important thing for them moving forward. All right. anyway, let's get back to the chat. Maureen Fogel says, hi, Odin. Roman Reigns is better than CM Punk. You troll, you troll. You know, that's not true. You know, that dude can't, can't fight, can't wrestle or act. Uh, Laura says, my younger brother used to practice his wrestling moves on me, but that was back in the Ric Flair. Woo. Yeah, absolutely. See me and my brothers, we would do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> Zion says, starring Huge Yakman. Exactly. Starring Huge Yakman, that's for sure. Tina, absolutely, I remember Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Got some old school stuff there. Bryant Barth, what's going on, dude? Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Let's see. Laura then says, uh, for this stream, only I'm going to speak in Hulk Hogan, brother. Oh, you're going to speak only in Hulk Hogan, brother. Yes. Do it. See, Orange Hat, who is a member, says, I've been doing Terminator discussions. Just because Terminator 3 last night found out that Arnold had insane demands to be in the movie. Coupled with other things, recent and old, Arnie's an asset. I think that is, that's a fact. And I think that was absolutely confirmed when he said, screw your freedom. It's like, okay, well then, screw you, man. Screw you, I'm going home. (laughs) Leaving you in the dust. See, Gonzalo Bergali says here, have you ever seen Nine Queens, the original version of the 2004 George Clooney-produced Criminal? No, haven't heard of either of those films, actually. Let's see. Rusty Shaka for what is going on. Thanks for being here. Andrew Hoyle comes in to say, man, I hate whenever I hear blue screen. It makes me very nervous. Yeah, I mean, because blue screen of death on a computer can just, you know, happen anytime. And once it does, there's not much you can do. You can't stop it. 
you can try and do everything that you can to prevent it, but that's about it. Let's see. Slicer says, speaking of pizza, you try Little Caesars with pepperoni uh, filled stuffed crust yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. You know, the poor thing the poor thing about Little Caesars is that it's such a smaller company than what it was, so it's it's not as readily available in, in all the major cities. Thirsty Warrior, there's definitely soul satisfying about pizza, especially when homemade. It brings a sense of real accomplishment. Yeah, I've always been wanting to be able to, one, learn how to make pizza myself, but also the patience. I, I, I want to have the patience to be able to do that as well. Let's see. Rusty says, I'm glad to hear you're watching AEW. Yeah, man. Again, I, I was catching on the last couple of weeks, and obviously I've missed a lot because I, I just kind of wrote off wrestling altogether, even though I knew AEW was putting out a good product. Some of the things that they did just bothered me. Again, having a biological male in their women's division, that is a big problem for me. But having CM Punk in the business and now seeing so many other names that have joined since I stopped watching, I'm like, there's enough here for me to, to kind of move past um, for now, at the very least, because obviously I still think it's a problem. I, I really have an issue with it. But again, I think that if the rest of the product is is going to be solid, then I can easily skip those segments. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yeah, seriously. Wrestling is what it's supposed to be, not so-called entertainment. Brian Barr, thoughts on Schindler's List? Do you think that was Spielberg's peak? Again, Spielberg's peak is kind of a weird thing because he's made a lot of really good films. I mean, because when you think of a career peak, you think, okay, you reach this high point and then it's all downhill from here. But I really wouldn't, I really wouldn't say that. I, I really wouldn't say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Schindler's List is a good film. It's a solid movie. I wouldn't say necessarily that it was it was his peak though. Games Repository, what's going on, good sir? Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see, Jared H., what is going on, dude? Thanks for being here. Evan S., tag to say, South Park Wrestling episode is how I got, in, uh, is, is how I got to under, understand wrestling. Oh, yeah, seriously, that episode is so great. That is a solid, solid episode when they get a wrestling teacher and the kids think that it's going to be you know professional wrestling, WWF style, and it's not. It's the traditional Greco-Roman style. And so all of them are like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you grabbing? It's just, oh, man, it's such a great episode. If you've never seen it before, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, let's see. Dion over on Odyssey. What is going on, Dion? He says, listening while working on my cars here with Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. Cheers. Cheers to you, Dion. So does that mean have you given up then on the flight simulator? Dion, thank you for stopping by, man. By the way, two people randomly dropping the dislike button over on Odyssey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> glad, glad 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 that you have 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 made it in life. Glad that you have done everything that you set your, you set yourself out for in life. Anyway, make sure they all smash that like button. I know that Drunk Three PO is having a massive stream. I want to say it's his birthday either today or soon. So happy birthday to. Drunk 3PO. Shout out to you, good sir. Super Anime Gamer. What's going on? Says, hey, what is up, my dude? Sorry, I'm a little late. It's okay. Laura then says, have you seen the rest of With Mickey Warwick? Yes, absolutely. I love that movie. It, it really is a well-done film. And Mickey Warwick gives one of the best performances. And also, it, it might be one of the best wrestling films made, too. Because it really shows you behind the scenes, not of the main you know, big budget, big industry uh, 
wrestling. It shows you the indie scenes. It shows you what life is like on the independent scene for wrestling. And I really appreciated that they actually did have real wrestlers in there. Um, you know, I know that, you know, he goes by many names, but you know, Ron, the truth killings was in that movie and it was just so much fun to see him in there. And yeah, I, I love the film because it was, I think very true to the end like what independent wrestling is like. And also it just has some really great solid performances in it too. And a, and a pretty compelling story. I would add on top of that as well. Johnny GTO, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Slash Neons, tag to say. So what you're saying is that you are a CM pumped for wrestling again. Yes, that was very, very clever of you. I would give you a cookie, but I can't. Andrew Hoyle says, isn't Stillwater ripping off Amanda Knox's story? Yeah, it is. Absolutely, Andrew Hoyle. And that, that I had forgotten the name of the original account in the original story. But yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it does. And I think Amanda, not, I think that they've already you know, spoken out against it, saying that it is, you know, kind of going on, um, going off rather, you know, in, in its own direction, you know, kind of running more so with a different narrative, I guess you could say. All righty, let us see, let us see. Uh, Tina B, tag to say, the court gesture is with the great Danny K. O-U. Who's Danny K? I don't know who Danny K is. I'm sure I just hurt somebody's feelings, but I just don't know who Danny K is. Let's see, Chris Go says, with nearly every movie losing money, do you think it would be better if the studios started pushing back more movies? Well, here's the thing. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Because either they push back movies and it just means that they grow in cost just for sitting on the shelf and for the fact that they're going to have to once again do additional promotion, which means the the promotion and and marketing budget is just going to explode. So I I honestly think that at this point they need to start to just rethink how they're going to handle it. And I, I think that if they were smart, if they were smart, what they would do is they would just release the films that they still have. They've already spent the money. Try and and make as much money back as you can. In that process, try and at the very least, help the theaters that have been trying to help you in return, but you obviously as studios don't care about them based on the way you've treated them with your day and date release schedule. Thank you, you know, to Warner Brothers and Disney most especially. Just get it out there. Make as much money as you can. And then from this point going forward, focus on films with reasonable budgets that tell good stories. Instead of having $200 plus million spent on a film that you put into the hands of a green, independent scene director who has only a few titles to their name, almost essentially guaranteeing that the film is not going to be up to the standard because even though they might be great in the independent scene, if you give someone $200 plus million and give them then their first big budget film with very little experience in the industry, because independent filmmaking is not the same or even close to the same as a big budget Hollywood style film. So it's almost guaranteeing and teeing them up for failure in some way, in some capacity. Instead, if they were to say, hey, here is $50 million or less, make your movie, make a story, make something original, maybe then they would be actually able to create the new 
properties, the new franchises, the new great films of the 21st century. Instead of just rebooting, remaking, sequeling, prequeling everything for over $200 million. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Anyway, Rob D. Hello, Odin. Having Campbell's chicken noodle soup and mozzarella sticks. Are you sick? I feel like <laughs> I feel like the only time to have something like Campbell's chicken noodle soup typically is when you're sick. But then you said mozzarella sticks, and I'm like, okay, that's a fried food. So not something that you would typically have. <laughs> not something that you would typically have uh, when you're sick. It's a very interesting combination of things. That's what I'll say. See, Alex McCarthy says, because I have faith that AEW will make WWE wake up and stop acting like idiots. I love both. Alex, if that was going to happen, it would have happened. But notice what's happened since AEW's came onto the scene. The WWE's gotten worse. They've gotten rid of all of, or almost all of their incredibly talented talent. When you let names like Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt go amongst a plethora of others, I'm, I'm sorry, like, that shows that they have no idea what they're doing, no idea what they're talking about, no idea what they're planning, and that there is very little chance. The only way that anything will change, and I hate to say it, I hate to say it this way, is when someone else takes over the company, and that's likely not going to happen until Vince McMahon passes on, which I don't hope or wish on anyone. But I think that's the only time that anything is ever going to change. It's clear that Vince does not want to innovate. It's clear that if it's not Vince, then at least the board of directors doesn't want to innovate either. They'd rather save money by giving up some of the best talent that they have. AEW, on the mean hand, on, on, in the meanwhile, is picking up everybody and now has one of the biggest acquisitions, again, in history by picking up CM Punk, and going into it again, the reason why CM Punk is so huge for AEW is because this is what AEW needed. Because now you've brought not just your fellow AEW fans or some that are, you know, some currently disenfranchised WWE fans. You've now woken up people that have given up on wrestling for the past seven to ten years, if not more. People who gave up on wrestling years ago, they are now saying, wait a minute, what's going on? Wait a minute, what's this guy's story? Wait a minute. Let me see that pop again. Wow. I forgot how fun this is. Wow, I forgot that this can be entertaining and also can have good wrestling. I forgot that that was a thing. So AEW is going to do nothing but grow from this point on. And AEW needed a big star. And not just a big star. They needed something cataclysmic in the wrestling industry. And if you were to ask anyone... What is the biggest thing that could happen to any wrestling company that's going up against the WWE? It would be CM Punk coming out and joining them. There's nothing bigger. I can't think of a single other person in the wrestling industry who is either active in another company or retired who them coming back would have even anything similar to what's going on. You have, again, CM Punk... Coming back last night, 20-plus minute introduction, which was phenomenal. And then what's the WWE have? Oh, you want to see John Cena? You want to see John Cena versus Roman Reigns? Diametrically opposed. 
vastly different. Anyway, yeah, free ice cream. Gave away free ice cream. And here's the other thing, too. Their website, AW's shop website, was down from the start of the show last night <laughs> all the way till 5 this morning when I randomly woke up to check and see if it was back up, and it wasn't. It wasn't until like this morning, early afternoon, that the website finally got back up and running. I can only imagine how many people have bought that specific shirt since this time. Again, just CM Punk appearing for the first time in seven years made them boatloads of money. And he hasn't even done anything yet. He just showed up. That shows you the power of this. Him just showing up did all that. Evan S. says, I fell asleep to Steve Reeves, the giant marathon, 1959, the other day. Interesting. Never seen those. Uh, Zion Waters says, The Court Jester is from 1956 and stars Danny Kaye. The movie is practically made around his comedy style. Glynis Johns, Angela Lansbury, and Basil Rathbone, very funny. And again, I am not an expert on the, the older um, uh, classic films as far as actors are concerned. I'm not, unless they were some of the big stars, I typically don't do well in, in knowing those, those names. So again, I'm sorry that I probably uh, ticked off Tina and others who are like, how do you not know who this person is? Again, it's just because that's just not my, uh, that's just not my forte. Uh, Rusty Tang to say, Daniel Bryan is probably going to show up next into AEW. Bray Wyatt apparently too. Yeah. I think Daniel Bryan is going to be the next person to show up and, yeah, I think Bray Wyatt's up there too. Now, I think there's some rumors that the Bray Wyatt release may be a part of a storyline. I, I don't really know how much credence there is to that. I, I just, again, saw that in passing as a story. But, yeah, I mean, if, again, if they are able, if AEW is able to get, again, monumentally huge announcement with CM Punk and then able to also get Daniel Bryan and they're able to not just get Bray Wyatt, but also because we already knew, because they already they already know that Bray Wyatt is a genius when it comes to the characters. I mean, everything about The Fiend was all Bray Wyatt. That was him allowed to be creative. Imagine Bray Wyatt in AEW when he is going to be able to have full control of his character. CM Punk is huge. I think that you could have an awesome feud with Bray Wyatt and he would do some insane things to bring some more eyeballs to the screen as well, especially if he goes in that horror direction that he was doing so well in before. Mr. Roy, what is going on? Good, sir. Thank you again for being here and for stopping by. And for everyone who's here, again, smash that like button, please share this video if you're enjoying the conversation. And again, if you're not one for wrestling talk, I understand, but that's why it is also open for our typical movie talk as well. Let's see. Andrew Hoyle says, so your brothers are V... Or they. I don't quite get that reference. Left Cross, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Zion Waters says, My late cousin loved WWE or whichever I forget. When we were kids back in the late 80s, early 90s, we even have playing cards with their pictures. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It, back then it was the WWF. Today it's the modern uh, WWE. Yeah, I mean, Attitude Era was phenomenal. It was fantastic. That's when you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. You had The Rock. You had... Undertaker, arguably in his prime, especially creatively. Even the American Badass days were fantastic because it was just fun and entertaining and great soundtrack. <laughs> Back when wrestling was fun, that's why AEW is so great. 
because it reminds you that wrestling can be fun. Forever Sci-Fi wrestlers, 80s wrestlers made better movies. Andre and Princess Bride and Piper in They Live beat anything Cena and The Rock have done. I wholeheartedly agree. Princess Bride, all-time classic. And Piper in They Live, absolutely, They Live. Again, film that I only really saw recently uh, for the first time in just a couple years. The last couple years was the first time I saw it. And yeah, absolutely. Solid, solid movie. And Cena, I mean, Cena hasn't done anything good. And then The Rock, I would say, has done some things that have been entertaining, but again, I would much rather watch Princess Bride or They Live than a lot of what uh, The Rock has come out with. Let's see, Rob D. Tag to say, pick up any Blu-rays lately. I picked up Batman Long Halloween Part 2 and Hitman Wife's Bodyguard. So actually, I was sent this and I, need, I still need to watch it. So I just the other day was able to finish the Hitman's Bodyguard and it was okay. It was fine. I might do a review on the channel for it. I'm still not quite sure. It's it's kind of like a B minus C plus movie for me though, because the story is okay, but there's some really really bad CGI in that. I mean, at the very end especially, it's like cringe level green screen, and it's just oh, it's it's awful. But it's a fun film. I think that Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson especially have really great chemistry with each other. But they actually. Uh, they actually sent me the Lionsgate, sent me a copy to review. So the Hitman Wife's Bodyguard on 4K. It is currently available. It just went on sale this past Tuesday. So I do want to be able to catch up on this as well. And that's why I had to watch the first one so that I could watch this and, and review it as well. Um, so I haven't watched it, but I do have it. Again, shout out to Lionsgate for sending that my way. But as far as movies that I picked up recently that I have in front of me, I finally picked up Wrath of Man on, on Blu-ray. And again, this is something that I'm doing a giveaway for um, on Patreon, Subscribestar and such. Let's see, I also picked up Dread on 4K, Steelbook. Have a couple copies for giveaway, future giveaways on that one. And then also, I was I was able to buy a bunch from Hamilton Book. And I was able to pick up things like The Protector with Tony Jaa. And a couple other films that I had actually never seen before as well. I plan to do a Blu-ray collection update at some point. But again, I kind of just fall behind on things. See, Joey Horan says, have you seen any of the old Memphis Territory stuff on YouTube? No, I haven't. I haven't. Is that like the legit stuff or are you talking about the like the, the parody that the WWE did? That may have been one of the only somewhat positive thing that WWE has done the last 10 years. But if it's like old school stuff, I actually because I didn't really watch a lot of the territory uh, stuff. I was again, I was all in on WCW and then Monday Night Wars happened, and obviously the WWF won, and that included even me transitioning over to watch it. And uh, yeah, and that was the day, man. And I, I think that, especially I think with, with CM Punk now, really elevating AEW to an entirely new level, I think that this is going to be something that that could really change things in a major way. I mean, AEW is already changing things by working with competitors. I mean, they're working with Impact Wrestling or former TNA. They're working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're working with, I think, even Ring of Honor. They're working with all of their competitors. And I, I think at some point, especially when you have a name like CM Punk and eventually even Daniel Bryan or Bray Wyatt or so many others that the WWE is just saying you know goodbye to, I think that so many people are, are just going to say this is where all the fun's happening right now like to me this is actually reminding me a lot of the Monday Night Wars from back in the 90s where WCW was the established product but WWF was starting to do all the fun stuff and now that they've got a big name that's bringing people not only over but also back I think that's huge I, I think that that's that that could be a huge game changer 
And I know that it might seem like it's being oversold or you might have your own uh, your, your own doubts about it. And again, I think that there is a valid discussion to be had on that point. But we've seen this before. If you would have told people back in the 90s that WWF was going to be WCW, they would have said, you're ridiculous. And look what happened. I'm just saying. Robert Frey, the correct word is it's staged. The correct word is it's staged. The word fake doesn't really apply, especially if you look up anything from the career of someone like a uh, Mick Foley. Ask him if the bumps that he took was fake. Uh, look at any time there's been a cage match where someone's been thrown off of that cage. Again, ask the person that was thrown off if it was fake. Go ahead and just in the last couple of weeks, look up a match between... Uh, or rather a match featuring Chris Jericho where it was a uh, it was essentially a death match style where you had literally light bulbs being broken over Flore- the uh, oh I forget what they're called the long uh, tubular uh, uh, light bulbs smashed over his head cut his head open ask him if it was quote unquote fake again we could talk about it being staged we can talk about it being staged and it being planned and that is of course incredibly true and guess what so is all television so are all movies. And yet, I don't hear people complaining about movies being, quote, staged, or TV being staged. It's just like that. It's it's just like that. Only it also features real-life people in real time playing out their stories. Yeah, absolutely. Joey Horn Live says it's a play. Essentially, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the risks that they take on a daily basis are very, very real. Let's see. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, says, We had Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks for wrestlers over here, but they were nothing like the U.S. ones. Everything's finishing move was a giant belly flop. <laughs> hey, man, there, there's some pretty hardcore. I mean, uh, Strong Style, uh, especially. British Strong Style is, is pretty pretty awesome. General Wingster, but Odin, you got to see great characters like Roman Reigns and The Shield. Hey, The Shield was pretty cool as a, as a group, and then it just got destroyed. <laughs> Roman Reigns, not so much. <laughs> See, Rob D. Tag to say, can't speak for wrestling, but I stopped watching baseball when all the Yankees, I remember, retired. Jeter, Rodriguez, uh, Sheffield, Williams, Posada, etc. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I get that, too. I get that, too. See, Brian Barth says, thoughts on Hulk Hogan's film career. There's some fun ones in there, for sure, but in the end, I mean, he's not really much of an actor, so... <laughs> Uh, I feel like he he was not one of them to kind of break the mold there. You know, Andre the Giant in a film like Princess Bride, that is a solid film, classic. A film like They Live with Piper, classic, solid film. Most of the stuff that Hogan did, it was fun, and and it was hokey, entertaining, but again, not not really on the same level. Not really on the same level, I think I think most people would say. Uh, Maureen left to watch SummerSlam. Well, again, enjoy your subpar boring pay-per-view by saying that CM Punk, uh, that I was wrong. Oh, no, he's a bad UFC fighter. That is, that is fact. I never said he was a good, I never said he was a good UFC fighter. He was a terrible UFC fighter. He was a great professional wrestler. And again, go ahead and just look up for yourself the impact that just his appearance is having on the wrestling world. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Thursday Warrior says, a pizza cam time. That's the best I can do in the chat. Hey, thank you for trying at the very least. Thank you for trying the very least. 
Uh, let's see. Dion is alone in the chat. Yeah, this is your chat, Dion, over on Odyssey. You are owning that chat. A couple of people apparently showed up just to be able to drop uh, some dislikes over there, but hey, it's clobbering time. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the other thing that's great about CM Punk is that he's he's a nerd. He's a comic fan. Uh, you know, he yells when he comes to the ring. It's clobbering time. I just... There's just so much to like about the dude. He's not perfect. He's not a perfect human because no one is, but... Damn entertaining in wrestling. Let's see. Laura says, I worked in a pizza place, but I've never tried to make pizza at home. Pizza restaurants are fun places to work, by the way. I could see that. I could totally see that. I feel like that's also something where when you're like closing down or taking time off, like just sitting around enjoying pizza, there's something about it. There's something about that atmosphere of just sitting around enjoying a pizza with a bunch of people. You know, I don't know. Rob D. I watched a Little Caesars pizza commercial from 1982. I think you could get a large one-topping 32-ounce Coke and breadsticks for $8.99. Good like finding that deal now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the only good deals currently going on in the realm of, of national pizza chains would be the $5.99 deal from Domino's. Getting two medium pizzas for $5.99 each double topping because you get several meals just from that alone. Um, but yeah, you used to get a lot more for a lot less. Griffin Turbo, what's up, dude? Thank you for jo- uh, for joining us today. General Winkster, tag to say, Odin, I only dislike the stream because you don't worship the man known as John Cena. Well, you know what? <laughs> if that's what I would have to do just to get that one like back, then I'm okay. <laughs> uh, there it is. Tina yelling at me for not knowing who Danny Kay was. He was in Winter Christmas. I've never seen Winter Christmas. You should not be surprised at this point of the things that I have not seen. Oh, I think you meant White Christmas. Okay. <laughs> it's like Winter Christmas. I've never heard of Winter. I have heard of White Christmas. I've never seen White Christmas. I own it. I just have, have never watched it. I've just never taken the time to watch it. Because it's something that I feel like I have to watch over Christmas time. And over Christmas time, there's there's like films that I watch every year that I have that I also are kind of like my go-tos. I don't know. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, OMG, Danny K is dancing, entertaining icon from yesteryear. And again, from a long time ago. And when it comes to old school musicals, those were actually not really my jam. You know, I, I like films like Singing in the Rain. There really aren't a whole lot of other musicals that come to mind from back in the day. It just wasn't really something that I went out of my way to go and, and watch. Uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy actually was one I just saw recently for the first time. Shout out to Rosie G12 for sending that my way. And that was a fun one. That was a good one too. I mean, I think that I would totally like them. It's just that they're not they're not films that I would typically go out of my way to go and watch, I guess, is the way to describe it. <laughs> oh, I triggered Tina. I triggered Tina. I'm glad that she's I'm glad that she stayed around, at least. Thirsty the Warrior <laughs> and says, Who's Danny K? Bring a defibrillator stat. Forever sci-fi. <laughs> I want to watch Free Guy, but I don't want my money going to Disney. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, again, there's there are alternate ways that you can go about watching them, but that's that's totally on you. That's that's your call. <laughs> oh no, Tina is resigning. Do I take this as your uh, official <laughs> as your official statement? Uh, is this your two week notice? <laughs> oh man, oh man. <laughs> See, Thursday Warriors, a member, says, starve a cold fried food, a fever. 
Zine Wanderers says, I agree that the studios need to start making lower-budget films with a few big-budget films every now and again. No, no, no. I, I think that they need to learn. They need to learn. I would say no big-budget films. They don't get any. And, and, and unless their big-budget film is $100 million. But I think that the, the age of the $200-plus million film, I think that needs to die. I think it needs to go away. That's just my thought. That's just my own feeling on this. Because until they can learn to do a lot with a little... I'd rather not watch them do a little with a lot. That's the logic that I have with that. Because it just makes it that much more frustrating. When you see a film that's a lower budget, you're willing to allow for certain things to, to fly. You, you allow yourself to say, hey, they're doing what they can on this budget. And typically, if they are constrained in that way, the story gets elevated. It's not a guarantee, but I would say, on average, if you look at films... And you compare the films with the big budgets to the little budgets. Little budget films, independent films, lower budget films tend to have better stories. Because when you think about it, that's what they have to rely on. They have to rely on good storytelling. They have to rely on good performances. They have to rely on these core elements. Whereas the big budget films, all they have to worry about is, is our trailer going to attract enough people? Are we going to have enough explosions and visual effects? Are we going to have enough big names? Are we going to have a big enough established franchise that already has an established fan base in order for us to make money? You know, it's, it's a very different, pro- different process. And it helps to, I think, explain a lot about why these films tend to suck. Because they think just because they get an established audience going, that's all they need. So they don't worry about trying to keep or gain an audience. And in the end, what they end up making are just crap films. Rome is falling. Welcome to the chat. Thank you very much for being in the chat this evening. Again, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment unless you are a member. See, General Winkster says, yeah, I gave up after the two Rock versus Cena WrestleMania fights. Oh, yeah, don't forget about that nonsense. And again, The Rock was great back in the 90s, but you put him out of ring shape, you know, uh, clearly needing more time in the ring to, to get back into ring shape up against John Cena, who has never really been in ring shape, who has five moves that even those moves he can't do as well as others. I mean, when your finishing move is a, is a uh, poor man's version of a fireman's carry or rather sorry, a poor man's version of a death Valley driver, because it's, it's just a fireman's carry when that's your finishing move among so many other things. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally spot on there. Left cross. Tag to say, I don't have faith in AEW. They're making the same mistakes WCW made in AEW matches are weird spot fest. Hope it changes with DB and Punk there now, but it's not likely. And again, what's wrong with spot fest? Spot fest are awesome. Again, it's fun. It's entertaining. It's what it's supposed to be. It's wrestling that's fun. That's the issue with the WWE is that they said, oh, we need to create entertainment without wrestling. It's like, no, no, no. You have good wrestling, and then by proxy, you create entertainment. Entertainment? Entertainment from that wrestling. That's what you do. But no, I think that that is not an issue. I mean, if you have lack of faith in AEW, again, that that's everyone's going to have a different perspective on that. But they're not really making the same mistakes WCW did because, as I mentioned... WCW made mistakes because they did not grow new talent. They did not focus on the next generation of stars. 
If you think AEW's doing that, you're not paying attention. Who's one of the biggest names right now in AEW? Darby Allen. Kid in his 20s. They are setting up the next generation. They have so many great young talent in the company. They are nothing in that capacity like WCW. They've got the veterans there working with the young talent, not just completely dominating them. And what they're doing is helping them grow, helping them perfect their craft because they've got the in-ring skills. They just need the polish. And that's where the veterans come into play. That's why the veterans are so important. So, no, I I strongly disagree there, uh, Left Cross. And again, I think that there is definitely an argument to be made that AEW has a long way to go at the very least. But, I mean, to say again that awesome matches with awesome spots is a bad thing, I just... As a wrestling fan, I don't, I don't see how how one says that unless you prefer the incredibly contrived and plastic quote entertainment that the WWE style is. You know, that's just that's again that's just how it 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 seems at least. Daniel Thorne over on D Live. What's up, good sir? Thank you for being on D Live. Appreciate it. Orange Hour View says it'd be great to see and hear an audience boo the heck out of John Cena for his beer. Oh, for sure. But you know what's probably going to happen is that he's probably going to get cheered because Roman Reigns right now is a heel. Even though he was getting booed before, even when he was a face because he's not a good wrestler. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, but yeah, so John Cena is going to get cheered. And again, I think with the CM Punk announcement, you're going to have a lot more even diehard WWE fans start to say, wait, Punk's back? Where do I watch that? Wait, Punk's going to be on live television next week on Tuesday, on you know, on, on Wednesday? Wait, where do I watch? That's the kind of thing that gets eyeballs onto the screen. So I would just, I would say expect some some pretty good wrestling and some pretty good matches the next uh, couple of shows especially as they build up to their pay-per-view. Which so far is the only downside that they have is that they are only available on pay-per-view and, and you can't get it for a cheaper rate or anything. Daniel Thorne again, thank you for for being the the one and only over there. See, Andrew Hoyle says, Basil Rathbone, the definitive Sherlock Holmes. Again, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Daniel Thorne tagged to say, how much do you think jab mandates in NYC, Los Angeles, San Fran will affect the box office? Is there a way to tell? There really isn't. There really isn't a way to tell because the numbers were already, you know, lower uh, for a wide variety of reasons. And mandates, obviously, it's going to have some impact on it. But the issue with it is is this. The numbers that we have so far say that the vast majority of, of, of movie-going public, of the movie-going public, have either been vaccinated or uh, don't have a, an immense problem with it. So even then, you're, you're talking about maybe 20%. And this is obviously based off of polls, and we all know that polls can be skewed any which way. But I think that when you talk about general movie-going audiences, that actually that makes sense to me. That may, that does make sense to me, especially when you remember that most people just get their news from mainstream media, and they again that that's all that they know. So they they don't know of alternatives. They don't know of of more to the story. They they don't know anything of of that nature, and so. For them to just kind of go along, right? Just to go along, to get along kind of mentality 
in a majority setting, I think that it makes total sense. So I, I honestly think that those numbers from that poll are accurate. Again, that the vast majority of, of movie-going audiences are already vaccinated or, are, again, don't have really issues with it in the first place. So, again, you're still talking about, again, a 20% impact on a major city. So it's going to have some impact. Not going to be as much, I think, as some people might think because of just general movie-going populaces not being really well-researched on these various issues. How the thousand? What's going on? Thanks for being here. Daniel Thorne says, "What wrestler's finishing move would you like to experience?" <laughs> That's a weird question. I mean, I think it'd be cool just to you know go through that process at all. Um, I like to be in the ring. Obviously, since he's kind of the man of of the decade at this point. It'd be really cool to be in the ring with CM Punk. However, I don't know if I would want a GTS to the face. Uh, his finishing move is called a go to sleep. And what it does is he puts you on your shoulders. He puts, puts you on his shoulders. He then like pushes you up in the air and then knees you in the face. And I, the reason why I wouldn't want to experience that is because having not been trained, there's a good, good chance of that knee going straight into my nose, causing a bleed or causing concussion, that kind of thing. So... You would have, I guess, for safety reasons. The only move that I could say I could guarantee I, I would be totally fine after receiving would be the uh, the AA from John Cena, the attitude adjustment, because it's just a glorified fireman's carry. <laughs> so I'm not that afraid of it. So I guess that would be the one I'd be less afraid to to get. But if I had to be with the ring with someone, I would love to. Uh, yeah, I'd love to be in the ring with uh, someone like a CM Punk. Andrew Hoyle says, V and V are the brothers of Odin. You were talking about your brothers earlier. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's so funny because there have been people before who are like diehard uh, Norse mythologists. And they they come into my stream, right? And they see Odin's oh, movie blog and, and Odin and everything. And they think that, oh, I must be an expert. Or I, I must be a believer and therefore I know everything about it. It's like, I don't actually. <laughs> Again, Odin was a name I was given in high school. It was a nickname I was given in high school. And I decided to pick up. And use it uh, once I started doing some movie reviews. <laughs> uh, Joey Horn, uh, when his comment about the old school uh, division, or not division, what's the word I was looking for? Territorial wrestling. It was legit stuff. Nice, 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 nice. Very cool. Very, very cool. That's a pretty cool thing. Her Sci-Fi says, I sent you a Blu-ray to your, B- uh, your P.O. box. I'll ask Father Christopher for forgiveness for using Amazon. Well, Forever Sci-Fi, thank you very much for for doing that man yeah i i haven't gone to the po box this week with school starting up it just becomes that much more difficult to to do those kinds of stops so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and get over to it i was able to get one of the films sent to me um and I, i've already uh talked about that one in a previous stream but i do also have the slips of packages that have been sent and I, i'm sure i have other slips now in there too so <laughs> all right let's see uh, Daniel Thorne says, hugs for Tina. Aww. There's some love being sent from DLive. Let's see. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, people have gotten upset about reality TV being fake or orchestrated. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, it, it's not trying to be anything else. All right. Again, yeah, thank y'all again for the like. Smash that like button, please. 
small crew this evening. Again, lots of people streaming and probably not a topic that a lot of people have much interest in uh, that typically watch my channel at the very least. So thank you all for being here and for, for being a part of the experience. Is, is everyone, I assume, just heading over and, and just checking out and, and watching the birthday stream? Of Drunk 3PO. He's got 253 people watching him right now. It's the only person I'm subscribed to that's live streaming. Shout out to Drunk 3PO though. Good dude. He's a good dude. He always streams at this time anyway. Let's see. Thursday the Warrior says, My first job was at Pizza Hut. I worked there all during high school. We invented stuffed crust pizza while making our own creations. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the other thing too is like you get to you know, play around with stuff. That's why I loved working at AMC for the years that I did, when I got to work in the stand, there was a position there called cafe and you were just in charge of making coffee orders and anything like that. We actually also offered like milkshakes and stuff. And it was great because it was not something that typically was bought. And so we got to play around with that stuff. So every single day I was in cafe or even just working in general, I got just to go in there and, and play around with stuff. And because I was testing out a product and testing out a new product, it was it was free, so oh yeah, I I made me some so unhealthy, but it was essentially a chocolate milkshake with like a few different shots of espresso, and it was delicious, delicious. Kept me on my toes at the job. It was great. Alice McCarthy says even I've seen White Christmas. It's pretty good. Well, I'm glad that you like that film alex appreciate it <laughs> it is old school singing in the rain absolutely is old school that's for sure uh dead punk gauge welcome to the chat uh you seen exactly john Zena. another way of saying it for sure keely chat thank you for being in the chat appreciate it daniel thorne thanks for sending love to the pups i appreciate that uh in fact let's see they're both in here tonight. One is sleeping next to me. I think the other is is hidden at the moment. Let me see if I can get let me see if I can get my my puppet cam up and running. It's the same cam as the uh <laughs> it's the same cam as the pizza cam. But only this one I use to show the puppies. There we go. Look at that. I haven't done pizza cam in a long time. There we go. Or sorry, not pizza cam, puppy cam in a long time. So let me Get that, and then do this. There we go. So as you can see, she's sleeping. She's exhausted. She's had a very, very long day. But yeah, that's little Willow. She's being a good girl. And then uh, River is is behind me sleeping, uh, but she's behind a chair, so I wouldn't be able to get a very good image. But anyway, there you go. There's a little Willow. I'll keep that going for a little bit while I catch up with the chat. That way you can enjoy her glory. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Joey Horn uh, says here, put Holiday in above White Christmas on that Christmas movie list. Fred Astaire is a master in that film. Nice. Thanks for the recommendation. There are a ton of Christmas movies I didn't watch, but every Christmas I find myself always watching um, It's a Wonderful Life. It's like, it's again, my go-to Christmas movie. The new number two, Dean Heiss. What is going on? Says here, hey, Odin, just getting here, spending time with mom. Been a busy couple of months so far. As Saturdays go. Well, thank you for being here, Dean Heist. Appreciate it, man. Let's see. Rob D. There's been quite a few modern low-budget movies I've enjoyed, like Starship Troopers 2, 
Vehicle 19, etc. They're not great movies, but they're acceptable for their budget. Yeah, I've seen the first Starship Troopers. I've not seen the sequel. I don't. I just don't. Again, not a fan of that kind of stuff. Uh, Soul Assassin says you're forgetting one of the greatest wrestling shows ever: Celebrity Deathmatch, Good Fight, Good Night. Oh my goodness, Soul Assassin. Yes. All right. So anyway, there's Willow. She was being a good girl. She's being good. Okay. There you go. So I don't have pizza tonight, but hey, I do have the puppy cam at the very least. Um, oh man, no, Soul Assassin, dude, that was my jam back in the day. That's a great shout. Uh, Celebrity Deathmatch, the OG, was fantastic. Some hilarious matches. Also, having a clay version of Stone Cold Steve Austin in there with his time machine. Oh, that was oh that that was my jam back in the day. Love me some some Celebrity Deathmatch. That's some good good stuff, man. Evan S. says, list of good musicals, hit the deck, on the town, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Anchors Away, uh, Skirts Ahoy, Easter Parade, and Zekefield Follies are just to name a few. I've seen On the Town from that list. On the Town's pretty fun. Again, just not a, a genre that I ever really dove a whole lot into. Daniel Thorne tagged to say, why do you have so few cookies compared to Stephanie B. and Tina B.? Well, the reason why is because the at Odin mod that I have has only been around for a little while, whereas Tina and Steph have been around for years at this point, and they are always here. By the way, shout out to Stephanie B. Uh, again, much love to you, but huge shout out to Tina B for keeping the fort down tonight. Rockin', rockin' the mod. Thank you, Tina, for being here. But again, shout out also to Stephanie B. Enjoy your evening. All right, let us see. Joey Holmes says, I never liked Cena as a character. Vince pushed him pretty hard on us fans. Absolutely. You know, he, he had that one match against Kurt Angle, and then all of a sudden he became Thugonomics, and it was so stupid. And then, yeah, he just got pushed and pushed and pushed, and no one wanted him. It was awful. It's terrible. See, Oz McCarthy says, Jungle Boy is my favorite young talent at AEW. Love some Britt Baker, too. DMD. Uh, Jungle Boy, another great young talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they have a a pretty good women's division. It's getting better as they are getting more and more people. The way in which CM Punk, when he... By the way, when CM Punk debuted in AEW last night, he did mention kind of like this plural of we coming over. And he said we'd get back to it. And he never did in the speech he gave. I have a feeling that... You could potentially, and it'd be cool to see, um, his wife actually appear in the company. That would be, I think, another really cool thing for them to be able to really uh, help the women's division. Not to say that she had the same effect on the roster of the women's division as uh, CM Punk did, for instance. But I think that she is a solid women's wrestler. I think that she's able to to add a lot to it. She's, again, I think a very a safe worker as well from from what I can remember from her career. And I think it'd be really cool just to have her also be brought into the discussion as well. Yeah, good shouts there for sure. All righty then. Let us see. Dean Heiss, what's up, dude? Over, He's hanging out now over on, on uh, DLive. Daniel Thorne isn't alone on DLive anymore. <laughs> uh, JKDVX76, what's up, dude? Good evening, all. Rathbone was awesome and could fence. Oh, nice. See, Left Cross says, I think spot fests are bad because it's bad storytelling. A huge move happens, and within seconds, they're acting like it didn't happen. Attitude Era, they were all storytellers, and they sold. 
But that's the thing, though, is that they are still selling. And it's just, again, it's entertaining. It's fun to watch. And they they still do have those types of moves. For instance, the one-wing angel that's done by Kenny Omega is a protected move. No one's ever kicked out of it. And again, there's storytelling there to say no one's kicked out of it so that eventually there's going to be someone to kick out of it. So they are still doing it. And again, so far, all I'm seeing are awesome spots that are a lot of fun. And having the concept of near falls, especially, where things aren't always guaranteed to go the way that you expect, that's fun. It makes things not as predictable. The fact that there are people in the company who, in the WWE, would never lose ever, who do lose. Like I think that the fact that you have people in AEW that are not undefeated, and only a few are undefeated, I think that is a huge thing. I don't know. I, I don't quite get what, what's trying to be said here. Yeah, left cross. I, I think, yeah, just stay open-minded, man. And I, I'm really, really hoping that with the arrival of CM Punk and with the soon arrival of other major talent that we start to really get a lot of things established. But their roster is so deep right now, the fact that they can have amazing shows without some of these guys is pretty phenomenal. Laura says, would you be a heel then if you wrestled? Yeah, I mean, I had some heel personas when I was younger, but I think nowadays, I think I would see myself as a face, but I could see how a lot of people would think of me as a heel. <laughs> see, Jacob X86 says, MLB is fixed. That's why I bet on professional wrestling. <laughs> Evan S. then says, concussions are fine under 50. Johnny Knoxville, yeah. Man, that, that film looks like it'll be some fun, too. Zinewater says, so you have the Hounds of Asgard. Does Freya have her cats like the mythology? <laughs> no, we just have the Hounds. Just the Hounds. Uh, the Zine then says, your nickname was Odin in high school. Mine was Thor in college. I had long blonde hair, and my real name was uh, is Hammerquist. Oh, nice. Very cool. Mine is not as cool as that, though. It really, it came from a friend of mine who, because we lived obviously in New Orleans and it was always incredibly hot down there. But during the winter, there'd be times when we'd have a cold front come through. It'd be really cold. And all throughout high school, I, even when it was 30 degrees outside, never have a sweatshirt on. I'd eat lunch outside and I'd just soak it in because I loved it. It felt great. So I had a friend who literally just got cold um even if it was like 50 degrees outside and so he'd be there when on like those cold days like was actually like in the 30s or 40s and he'd be like shivering with like his hood up and everything and he'd just be looking at me like you're not you're not cold man what the heck he's like dude you're you're like freaking odin man and then just from that point uh that that's where the name was born still a fun story but (laughs) oh man jiggity buck my name is Buck, as in Uncle Buck. Great film. Great, great film right there, for sure. Send me some VHS tapes. I, I wish I had. I wish I got into... The issue is VHS is such a terrible medium. The quality of VHS is just so bad. It's something that I just can't get into collecting. I understand people who do get into collecting that. I think Jeremy Johns uh, collects VHSs for one. But I just... For me, it's about it's about quality. So for me, it's like quality-wise, Blu-ray is the standard. If you, if I don't have a Blu-ray copy of it, I know that there's some films where there's only DVD copies, but man, the the difference between Blu-ray and DVD is just so, so different. 
Thursday Warrior, I was in a scene in a restaurant for a reality show. I found out definitively that it's all staged. Fake stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. They, they, they play up things. They get people to say things that they otherwise wouldn't say. So it makes sense. Andrew Hoyle says, you've also got the 24-hour 150th episode of EFAP going on, too. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That's right. Didn't show up in my feed for some reason. Interesting. Shout out to the EFAP boys. See, Bivard Hobbit says, I heard movie theater popcorn is managed poorly, too gross to eat. Um, It depends on what theater you're going to. I mean, we, I can tell you just from working at AMC, our policy was every night we threw away popcorn. Every night we had bags, trash bags full of popcorn. So every morning is, every time you get popcorn at an AMC, unless a policy has changed, you can pretty much guarantee that the popcorn was made that day. They don't save the popcorn and save it for later, typically. Um, there might be some, I guess, individual theaters that might do that, but our policy was every day, you know you're getting uh, same-day made popcorn. And uh, it was always amazing to me whenever people would get popcorn and then they'd come back and say, this is stale, and I'd be like, that is literally impossible. Literally impossible for it to be, quote, stale. Because it was made that day. And if you know anything about popcorn, you have it in a bag. I mean, it can last for a little bit. Um, and obviously, it is something where you do have an opening there. But there's also, we have the heat lamps there. There's also a heater from the bottom as well. So it is keeping it at a warm temperature at the very least. And we're also popping throughout the day as well. So it's it's getting mixed in. So, yeah, I mean, it's really impossible for it to be stale, like the full stale popcorn stuff. I always love when they would say that because they'd be like, this is stale. I'm like, it's not. You're just that person because maybe you're one of those persons out there, too. The people that drove me nuts were the people who, as soon as the popcorn would start popping, they would start to say, can you get it from that one? Can you make sure it comes from this one? Can you make sure it comes from this one? And... And again, sometimes I could understand it. Like sometimes if it was dead, like if there was no one in line and they were just really nice about it, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. But then there were some were like, can you make sure that you, that you scrape it from the top as it's popping out? Like literally getting the, like the, like the pop, literally as it's popping out. And luckily, as, at one point, our manager was just like, you tell them no, because that is actually a safety, a safety problem. Because that, I mean, again, there's boiling oil in there. And if you get very close to it in that way, it, it can be dangerous. You can get burnt from that. And so luckily, uh, we were able to, uh, over time, we were able to tell them, no, actually, we can't do that. It, it's a hazard. It's a burning hazard. So, no. But I can totally get the popcorn from, from, from that same place. Oh, man. That's bringing back memories. The things that would trigger me. <laughs> Oh, man. Forever Sci-Fi. Similar, I worked at Blockbuster during college. Probably why I enjoy talking movies so much. With five free rentals a week, I saw about 1,200 movies in five years. Dang, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, and again, one of the best parts about working at a movie theater, you got free movies. And you could also get your friends in for free. At least, again, to a degree. I had a friend that got fired because he got... He was bringing, like, ten people in to go see a movie. Like, opening weekend. And eventually, um, they started cracking down on that. And then they started to realize that... He was like he would sometimes like ring up employee tickets for his friends when he wasn't really supposed to, and he got in trouble. <laughs> and it was sad because uh, he was a friend, but also he was the guy that like trained me. Like my first day on the job, like he was like my go-to guy. 
on on how to be quick in the in, in the concession stand, especially. Uh, Thursday Warrior. I love Saving the Rain, but my all-time favorite musical was My Fair Lady. Nice. I've actually never seen My Fair Lady. I know, of course, of the story. I, I've seen the play Pygmalion on Broadway uh, in one of the revivals they did, but I've actually never seen My Fair Lady. I know a song from My Fair Lady because I I was I took lessons for years, and one song in my not to sound fancy, it's just what it's called my in my repertoire uh, was um, on the street where you live. I have often walked down the street before. Fun song, beautiful song. So at least I have that. It's not it's not everything, but something. Rowdy, movie theaters should give you an entire stick of butter with your popcorn. Yay, saturated fats. Oh, don't even get started about the butter. It's it's just <laughs> you know the commercials of you know I can't believe it's not butter. The butter at movie theaters, it's not butter. Even on the actual device itself, it just it just basically says butter. F- it's butter flavored. <laughs> it's buttered flavored stuff. <laughs> oh man! But hey, you know what? Sometimes in some places, it, it it's it's pretty good. It's still it's still pretty delicious. I like it. Father Christopher Villa, hail Father, says so. I'm back. Longer homily tonight. John six. Ooh, yeah. See, Jakey Buck seventy six says my dog is finally better after a gastric ulcer. Her name is Noodles. Well, one, that's a fantastic name for a dog. I love that name so much of Noodles. But uh, I'm glad to hear that the dog's better. Joey Horn tagged to say, "It's a Wonderful Life" is not only the best Christmas movie, it's but one of the best movies ever. That's why it's in my top. Like typically, when I mention my top three films of all time, it's usually in there. Andrew Hoyle says, I watched the colorized version of It's a Wonderful Life last Christmas when I visited my mom. It was very odd. Yeah, and all the versions that you can get nowadays, like because it's available on 4K, it comes with both editions. And obviously, the black and white is the definitive definitive edition for sure. But it is kind of interesting to see some of these movies in their colorized form because you're like, is this what they would have really looked like? You know, and a lot of it is. Uh, And it's kind of amazing what they're able to do in some way. Uh, the new number two says, I see your elite display down the floor by Willow. It should be on your wall. I know, dude. I know. And it, it, that the reason why it's there was because I was thinking it was going to go up pretty quickly. The issue is that the magnets that you use with the displays, when you don't have the initial, like the way that you put displays up is the first thing you do is you put down like a basic like sticker, basically. You put the magnets on that because it's got a very strong adhesive on it. And if you just put that directly on your wall, if you try and take it off and move it around, it will rip it off. And just, I, I've been waiting for my wife to help me with that only because I'm terrible at design. So it'd be like crooked and it'd be, you know, driving people nuts or it'd be at a weird height and it would trigger a lot of people. And we just, again, even though we've we've been in this house for a while now, just never really had the, uh, the opportunity to. There's been a lot of other things going on. Obviously, Baby Thor being in the world has been a big part of that. Um, but the reason why it's there is because it was initially going to be like, oh, it's just going to be there for a short time so that I can actually get it going. Robert Frey rocking that pizza. Yeah. Yeah, boy. There's one piece of pizza left from the other day. Uh, much love, Tina. Again, thank you for being here and also for putting up with my lack of, of, of knowledge. Yeah, Joey, Joey. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The doctor of thugonomics. What a stupid, stupid character. Kurt Angle Invitational was fun. Kurt Angle, great. Hilarious. Solid performer and incredibly talented wrestler. John Cena, not so much. 
Not so much for John Cena. Let's see. Alice McCarthy says, Adam Cole versus CM Punk would be cool. They look like twins. Yeah, I think Adam Cole, I think you maybe even mentioned Adam Cole is another one who potentially could be on the way as well. Let's see. Dion, tag to say on Odyssey, uh, well, off to dinner. Cheers to you, sir. Enjoyed. Hey, thank you for being here, man. And thanks for tagging me in that comment. Even though there were three people randomly who disliked that stream. Very odd. Very, very odd. All right, we're right at time, so let's go ahead and um, finish things off with these last comments. Again, thank you for showing me who who the real who the real citizens of Asgard truly are. Rob Day says, "Have you ever thought of having streams talking about Halloween movies, Christmas movies, etc. around their respective holidays? I think they would make great conversations. I mean, I think that it's something that." We, it kind of happens naturally, you know, when we have streams and it's around a certain time of season, they, they just kind of come up. But having a dedicated stream could be a lot of fun for sure. First one, obviously, coming up would would be our would be a Halloween series that could be fun. Let's see, Laura Story says, "Yeah, we never pick our nicknames. We don't." <laughs> Again, I never would have known who Odin was <laughs> unless my friend had mentioned it. Uh, let's see. Zinewater says, oh, I've always preferred cold air. I love how it feels on my skin. It's like taking a nice drink of water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My, my logic for cold, too, and anyone who doesn't like cold just boggles my mind because you can put layers on to stay warm in cold weather. When it's hot, you can only take off so many layers before you can't do anything. <laughs> like, there's a limit. With, with At least with cold in most conditions that that one has to go through, there are enough layers to be able to to, to be warm. You know. Uh, let's see. Evan S says my retirement plan is D- Disney VHS tapes, dude. Yeah, I, I I imagine that those have a lot of uh, value to them still. JKD Buck seventy six NCIS Hawaii starts in the fall. Oh, go- they make too many of that. Too many shows. Uh, Favorite sci-fi. Complaining about 30 in winter gets you exiled from the Midwest. I don't even wear a hat until it hits the teens. Dude, I'd wear shorts. When I lived in New York City, I even would wear shorts. And it gets a lot colder in New York City than it does in New Orleans. So, uh, oh yeah. I totally get that. Totally get that. Crisco hates popcorn. Why do you hate popcorn? Popcorn's delicious. I love me some popcorn. uh, Dean High says, Disney is finally putting out Roger Rabbit in 4K. Don't know if you could bring myself to get the money, but I love the movie. Dude, that's right. Yeah, Roger Rabbit officially getting a 4K release. Um, Check out the channel Films at Home. That dude has been so on top of a lot of things going on. Citizen Kane is also getting released on 4K. It's also... Uh, you can pre-order it now. It's actually available already for pre-order. That's gonna be one of the. It's gonna be the first 4K title from Criterion. So I'm definitely gonna be picking that up um, when we get a little bit closer to its release date. But yeah, dude, a lot of really cool films finally coming to 4K. There's a couple of Tarantino films I believe also finally coming to 4K as well. Let's see. There, the warrior says, "I was a bartender at a place with serve yourself popcorn machine. I was constantly amazed at how often people miss their mouths when eating popcorn. Sweeping sucks. Oh yeah, for sure. The best is like you'd go in and sweep everything, and then someone would be carrying their popcorn, and then almost without fail, they would just like trip a little bit, and then boom, all the popcorn falls. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Forever sci-fi. Slightly burned popcorn is the best popcorn. I think I understand where you are coming from, but I do prefer no burns." Lower story, I feel sorry for guys who can't sneak in movie snacks in their purse. Yeah, seriously. You women get all the perks of the purse. I will say, when I was in New York, though, what I would do, especially when it was a little bit colder, 
is I'd have my jacket on. The one thing that we can do is we can wear jackets, and then you can hide stuff in your jackets. You can wear cargo pants or shorts, and you can hide stuff in the extra pockets there. But what I would do a lot in New York is, because tickets were so expensive, I would get go see the matinee film, so like a 10 a.m. movie. I would... Before going to the film, I would go to one of the street vendors, get me a nice like egg cheese sandwich, an egg and cheese on a croissant or on you know something, just a breakfast sandwich, and I would just put it in my pocket, zip up, and then all they know is just that guy with a coat coming in, and you know wouldn't bring too much stuff in. But oh yeah, loved 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 that. That's one thing I do miss about New York though is that they did have. All you know, all the films were available at the local theater that I went to. All the independent films, all major releases. They'd also get films early too, right? Because New York, LA would typically always be the markets that would get films early, so it was awesome. But it was expensive, and obviously, I wouldn't want to go there now because of all the nonsense that's, that's happening right up there. Laura Story says, "I've never seen My Fair Lady either. Maybe I'll watch it tonight." Oh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. J.K. Buck says, "Would Hudson Hawk be considered a musical or a war crime against?" Kim-? I don't know what that is. Uh, Flavacol, I think that's what the uh, butter alternative is. I think that was around the time that that was being said. Laura says, "I think I could have. I think the I could have danced all night song from Birdcage from My Fair Lady. Oh my gosh, yes! In my heart, though, that is always gonna just be from the Birdcage, just because all I can see is Nathan Lane in the wig singing as as Mrs. Coleman, <laughs> or is it Goldman? <laughs> well, you know, when we came over." <laughs> Oh, what a great film. I could have danced all night. Agador, what a beautiful voice. <laughs> Agador, Agador Spartacus. <laughs> he likes to be called by his full name. Animal Grimm. I heard talk of movie theaters, popcorn, and it's and it's preparation. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Zion Waters. I do have to wrap things up, though, so if y'all could slow down. Zion Waters says, regarding colorized versions of black and white films, they had a colorized episode of the old TV show Perry Mason. The fan complaints were so bad, they went back to black and white. Again, uh, I, I obviously think black and white just looks better, but colorized stuff can be cool, too. There's the Warrior, On the Street Where You Live is a beautiful song with great lyrics. You got a big thumbs up for me when you mentioned it and sang it a bit. Boom! Yeah! Oh, dude, I love that song. It's so I was so happy when I got to learn it. Uh, and learn to sing it. It's just so beautiful. I don't know if I have enough of a voice to, to sing much more of it. I'm trying to think. And oh, the power... Uh, sorry. And oh, the towering feeling Just to know somehow you are near Oh, oh man. I love that song so very much. So many different layers and levels to it. Uh, let's see. Hannibal Grimm. What's going on, Hannibal Grimm? Thank you very much for being in the chat tonight. Father, thank you. <laughs> uh, Daniel Thorne. Real butter is levels of flavor better than theater flavoring, but everyone is used to that in margarine. Yeah, Daniel Thorne, it's a good, it's a good point. People are kind of just used to that instead. But yeah, real butter, melting some real butter, for sure. Liquid Blake says, Rand in 4K looks amazing. Uh, Liquid Blake, are you talking about the, uh, the digital version? Because I got access to the digital version. Didn't ever, I don't, I can't remember if I did an official review for that or not when I got that copy, but it was just digital. It, it was, again, on a system that was not going to give me the best quality anyway. It is technically available. On Zavi, I know the 4K is available, but everything that I've seen in reviews, because there's like a, a copy also on Amazon, is that it's not real 4K or something. So let me know, uh, Liquid Blake, before before everything, because I want to own Ron. I love that film so much. It is such a great 
Kurosawa movie. As regards these shorts, when cold is opposite of Jeremy, hoodie in soy jeans and 200 degree Las Vegas. Yeah, seriously, I don't understand that. He must be an alien. That's the only way. You women canceled. Exactly. Andrew Hoyle. I did say you women. JKD Buck. Uh, if you don't have cargo shorts, you can simply stuff snacks in a balloon and swallow them like a drug mule and then go to the theater. Now, now, JKD Buck, let's not give the kids any ideas. <laughs> the Physics Channel. Uh, hi, Odin. How's school going? Really enjoyed Free Guy. Oh, God, you enjoyed it, man. School's been great. School's been great. Uh, Laura says, OMG Odin has never seen the travesty that is Hudson Hawk. Good. It was horror. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. The D is silent. <laughs> Favorite side. <laughs> That's an August of Bruce Willis ego trip. So bad it's good. Ah, nice. Uh, Rob D. An absolute Chad would order a pizza and have it delivered to their seat in the movie theater. <laughs> I never did that. I, I would never. I haven't been to a lot of the theaters that would give you your food. I remember when I was dating my wife. I was dating my wife before we were married. We There was a theater near where she lived. And it was one of the dine-ins where you ordered the seat and they, they sent it to you. It was such a weird thing. Like I, I, I liked it for the convenience, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't like that there's people that are coming in during the movie. Cause I have ADD, so I'd see them in the corner of my eye. <laughs> he can't chew gum while, while I'm singing. <laughs> oh, yes. It helps me think. <laughs> That's another great line. It helps me think. You need more gum. <laughs> oh man all right so i've caught up on that chat so again thank you everyone for being here daniel t over on honestly thanks for stopping by there right when we're ending things so again you guys are freaking amazing people and again we had a small but mighty group of people tonight so i'll tell you what we're gonna do um, i'm gonna go ahead and give away a copy of wrath of man so wrath of man on blu-ray does not have a slip cover but hey Brand new film. It is on Blu-ray and digital code. I'm going to go ahead and do that right now because I love you guys. And y'all are y'all are legit. Y'all, about all the places y'all could have been tonight, you decided to be here with me. So let's go ahead and just do a quick giveaway. And uh, again, new Jason Statham film. Also, Guy Ritchie, Wrath of Man on Blu-ray. Let's go ahead and get her done. So it'll be 50 cookies per ticket, max 100 uh, tickets and the giveaway is now open so again if you don't have the cookies you won't be able to enter in but let me see if i can get the image up there it is so if you want to enter in for a chance to win wrath of man again if you want to have a chance to win wrath of man on blu-ray international giveaway no matter where you live you have access here i will say that um, if you're just joining and I see you enter in, and I have not seen you throughout the evening, I probably will not um, uh, allow you to to win. Because this is for the people who have been here. It's for the people who have been here, who have uh, shown love and have been interacting in the chat. So again, if you want a chance to win Wrath of Man on Blu-ray, which also has a digital copy as well, type enter, exclamation point, then put a space, and then put the number of tickets that you want to get. Max is 100. It is 50 cookies per ticket. If you want to know how to do it, look at what the new number two has done and Orange Chat Reviews and Father, Christopher Miller. They are um, they are uh, veterans at this, so follow what they have done. Uh, I can tell you, Crisco, I've got two tickets for you. Slicer, one. New number two, 20. Orange Chat Reviews, 100. Father, uh, Christopher Miller, I got 25. General Winkster, I got 100. JKD Buck, I've got 20 in for you. 
and we'll go ahead and make it a quick giveaway as well. So uh, again, about another minute and a half from when you're hearing this, because uh, um, obviously there is a delay here. We're going to go ahead and end it relatively soon, though. And again, thank you all very much for for being here this evening. Uh, <laughs> no, General Waster, you're not. You're you're a troll. You're you're a. Uh... <laughs> That's what it is, Laura. Yes, yes, sweetie, you're wasting your gum. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a great film! But yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm doing this giveaway because I am very much of the mindset where if I see a film that's good coming out and it doesn't get a lot of attention, I want to bring it some attention, and I want people who have not seen this film, especially, to be able to uh, experience it for themselves. Because if you've not seen it, I do highly recommend it. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and be ending the giveaway as far as being able to enter into it in three, two. And and again, if you weren't able to enter in, that's just the way it goes sometimes. And closed. It is now closed. The uh, the giveaway is now closed. All right. So uh, in the end, I also got Thirsteenth Warrior in there as well. All right. So the winner, the winner of Wrath of Man on Blu-ray is Crisco. 612 Crisco 612 claim your prize Crisco 612 claim your prize claim your prize good sir Crisco 612 are you still here congratulations father said it's rigged what do you mean rigged what do you mean I, I spam the cho- choice button so that it's completely random I, I don't <laughs> I don't see how that makes it rigged. Anyway, Crisco is here. Crisco, please email me, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com, odinsmovieblog at gmail.com, and uh, send me an email, and then I will be able to send me your shipping address, and I will ship that out uh, before the week. Uh, JKD Buck says, I want a forensic audit of the giveaway. (laughs) Good luck with that, but... (laughs) It's not rigged. It's fixed. Ah, yes, fixed. Congratulations, Crisco, man. Again, send me an email with the shipping address, and I will get that sent out to you this week. Anyway, thank you all for being here. And again, uh, hope you enjoyed that giveaway. Um. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let me go ahead and pull up uh, the members on the channel who are at the Army of Asgard level and above. Because remember, if you're a part of the Army of Asgard level and above. You get a shout-out at the end of every live stream. And again, thank you to all members, to all new members and old. And again, it has been a ton of fun. Shout-out, of course, to Tina for modding tonight. And also, shout-out to Laura, the mod major general of the channel and of life, for being here, too. And always for really understanding me with our shared love of the movie The Birdcage. I could, quoting that, I could quote all night. Uh, anyway, huge shout out to Cornelius Schultz, Fetigator, Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, George Molo, Grimm's Math, Wicked Plumber, Gomer Kyle 79, Kara Tharp, Dammy Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Orange Night Reviews, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you all again for being members at the Army of Asgard level and above. On YouTube for those that are members on Patreon, subscribe, star, locals, etc. 
you're going to shout it out at the end of this stream. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for being here. Hannibal Grimm, yes. Fussy, fussy, fussy. What? Did I do it wrong? No. I just didn't know that John Wayne walked that way. What a... <laughs> yes. Twilla, twilla, twilla. Fussy, fussy. Oh, my gosh. I love y'all so very much. I, go, I, I just want to watch that movie now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Daniel Thorne, Dean Heist, thank y'all for watching on DLive. At some point, I'll be doing a chest opening on DLive, but just not a lot of people on DLive uh, on, on, on there recently. So thank y'all again for being there. So don't worry. There will be, a, once the chest gets a little bit bigger, there will be a massive chest opening up over there as well. But anyway, you guys are all great. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Go watch a great film. And also, again, if you've fallen away from wrestling at any point in your life, I would say watch and look up CM Punk AEW debut and listen to and watch the crowd reaction. And if it doesn't inspire you, if it doesn't fill a fire with you as a wrestling fan, I don't know what else will. But anyway, you guys are all great. Yes, Laura. <laughs> I, I've pierced the toast. <laughs> so you pierced the toast. So what? God. Anyway, you're great. Tina, uh, stop trying to make Danny Kay a thing. It's like trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Much, much, much love, Tina. All right, before Tina kills me, have a wonderful night, everybody. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my August locals, Patreon, and subscribe star members. Starting off with my locals crew, Cat's App, The Real It, D Sharp, Bifford the Hobbit, Robert Barnes, and Goblin Squatch. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Locals. And now on to my Patreon members, Andrew Hoyle, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Lance, Laura, the Modern Major General's story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And lastly, to my subscribe star peeps, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B., Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and Z-K-Man. And a shout out to one new member, Hannibal Grimm. And a huge shout out to newest members, Brandon and Joe Horn. Thank you all very much for supporting me on Subscribestar and to everyone for supporting me on these platforms. Also, a shout-out to all of my YouTube members. You get shout-out at the end of every single live stream. And if you want to have your name shout-out at the end of every live stream and every video, please check out my Locals Patreon subscribe star. Uh, and you can go ahead and find those links in the top link of this description. You can find it's called the Willow link, and it'll have a list to literally all of the social media platforms and all the different ways that you can support the channel. If you join at the $1 level, you can actually get your name shout-out at the end of every single video and live stream. $5 level gives you that plus you get access to exclusive giveaways of 4k titles right now i've got tons of 4k steelbooks to give away this month including for top gun i also have a quiet place part two 
I have Snatch on 4K, the John Wick Trilogy on 4K, and also I have a Sicario 4K disc as well, and a bunch of others that are going to be coming in this month too. So if you want to have access to any of those types of exclusive giveaways, join at the Army of Asgard level. At the $10 level, the Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get all of that, plus you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes videos, including instant reactions when I go to see movies. I do quick little filmings of myself and talk about the films that I have seen and my instant reactions to that. You also get access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John the flick pick flickinger once or twice a month and you get to also ask us any question that you want we put a q a post up and you get to ask us what whatever it is that you want to ask so again if that sounds cool to you Keeper the Bifrost level. And lastly, there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, where you get all that stuff plus in your first month as a Chosen of Valhalla member, you get a free t-shirt your choice. Ship it anywhere in the world. And also you get to once a month be featured on the OMB Reviews channel and you get to Talk with me. We usually chill out for three to four hours, and I like ask everyone what they've been watching, what they want to talk about, what they want to promote, and it's always a really good time. And so if that sounds interesting to you, please consider joining. Uh, that is going to be on Subscribestar and on Patreon only, as Locals is just the keeper of the Bifrost level. But anyway, thank you all very much for your time, for your support, and for listening to this shout-out video. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.